There's a semi-obscure video game that debuted in 2017 that I want to tell you about because I think it's a great way to introduce today's guest. The game is called Getting Over It and it features a naked man in a black pot holding an axe. And the object of the game is to use your mouse to swing the axe and climb up an increasingly insane and difficult series of jumps and obstacles. It's deceptively simple, but here's the catch. The game is designed to be intentionally bad. It's clunky, the controls suck. It is unrewarding and punishingly difficult and it causes players to fall and slip and fall and crash down the cliffs and the obstacles all the way back to the very beginning. And then when you do that, the game patronizingly and calmly issues a quote about meditation, serenity, frustration, managing your emotions from various philosophers and thinkers, you know, Stoics and Zen masters. Oh, it happened again. Keep on trying, don't let it get to you. And the game's kind of stupid, except in one way, it's really fun to watch players fail and then see them grapple with the relentless onslaught of losing and wait to see if they lose their temper or still manage to keep a sense of humor about it. That's kind of what streaming video games is about. <laughs> Viewers like to watch streamers for basically one of two reasons. The fact they're supremely good at a game, like they're next level good, top 1%, or for having an engaging, appealing personality. It's a communal experience and when they can talk with the person while they're playing, whether they're winning or losing, they can cheer them on or tease them, taunt them, or just commiserate in the misery of losing. <laughs> That's kind of what that game is about. And some of these gamers are able to attract enough people with their winning personality and their sense of humor, and they get subscribers and they get paid to entertain people by being entertaining with video games. One of those streamers is from right here in Saskatchewan. Her name is Ceremony. She's turning that communal experience of failure and victory and laughter into a career. She's exploding and shooting and sword fighting her way into the hearts of her fans. Oh, they break Baby shark. Sarah, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you. <laughs> that was a really good intro. Oh, thank you. I wanted to try to get people's heads into your space. Mm -hmm. As soon as he mentioned getting over it, I was like, yeah, this is, that's a really good way to start, I think. <laughs> I played that game once and I was really horrible at it. <laughs> I think you're supposed Absolutely. to be horrible. I think so. I've seen one person like successfully get to the, like what they called the top of there was it's going to stop. And it was cool. They played it for like four or five hours straight and did not fall once the whole time. It was crazy. <laughs> five hours to the end? Yeah. I don't know if it was to the end, but they just, they gave up. They're like, I'm done. This is too much. I can't go on anymore. <laughs> so it was, it was their peak, quote unquote, but yeah. I remember watching one guy and they were making fun of his forehead while he was playing. They said his head was getting way too big and he, they were taunting him and mm -hmm. making fun of his face that he made when he fa fell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> then he was getting mad at them and chirping them while they were making fun of him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think they actually made, there's a, like a, a server or service called Better Twitch TV that has extra emotes. I think they made that guy into one of them and it's literally called Forehead. <laughs> or it might actually be a like an actual twitch emote it's one of the two but it's really funny and it's just that stupid like great <laughs> like the stupid like blank just 
I screwed up, we know, kind of smile. It's pretty funny. <laughs> well, before we get too far into video games, let's talk a little bit about beer, I should say. <laughs> yes, words. <I'm> mumbling. <laughs> words. So this one is special. This is a Cambridge Coconut Porter by Medicine Hat Brewing. It smells good. That's amazing. Do you have a lot of dark beers? I do. I pretty much exclusively like dark beers. All the ones that I've tasted, I've always kind of just gravitate towards them. Like Guinness is like my go-to when I'm anywhere that isn't like home, basically. I'm like, oh, I'll just get Guinness and I'm good. <laughs> well, this is uh, maybe the Ferrari compared mm -hmm. to the training wheels of Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. This is a lot better, actually. And I can kind of taste like the sort of coconutiness to it a little bit. It's a very, I would say it's a, a fairly mellow coconut. Mm -hmm. What I'm getting is more of a coffee. Like that definitely. roasty, warm, toasty coffee character. Oh, definitely. And then just like a little bit of coconut at the end. Yeah. It's like, I think about like being a barista, we have coconut flavored syrup for our drinks that we make. And those are so sweet and very in your face, like a punch in the face of coconut. This is nothing like that. This is a lot more toned down. It's a lot better. <laughs> a little more nuanced and so. Yeah, it's, it's more of like a gentle tap versus a giant punch. <laughs> well, it's 5.4% ABV. And the brewmaster, Mitch, he says it is a rich, creamy mouthfeel with notes of toasted coconut and cocoa. Mm -hmm. I'm getting all that. Yeah, I can definitely and taste the cocoa. He wants it to be easy drinking. Mm -hmm. Another fun fact is... Brewmaster Mitch from Medicine Hat Brewing. He used to be the brewmaster at Bushwhacker. He's a good friend of Rebellion, and he keeps winning our cask festivals every single year <laughs> with his brand new creations. <laughs> Rightfully so, I think. <laughs> would you recommend this beer to your friends? Absolutely. I would definitely. I have a lot of friends that are really big fans of like dark craft beers, and they'd probably like this a lot. Deadly. Mm. I'm glad I could introduce you to a brand new beer. Me too. I think I'm going to probably have to come by every week now and just get some. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll hook you up with a selection of some of our stouts. I, I am a true believer in our oatmeal stout. Ooh. Oh, it's, it's my absolute fave. That sounds really interesting, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as, it doesn't have this coconut character. Mm -hmm. I would say it leans more into like a chocolate Ooh. than a coffee. Um, as it warms up, it gets like really complex and just like this really nice flavor and aroma. So it's a beer that you actually want it to get warm versus, well, not I guess not super warm to the point that it's like flat and bad, but. <laughs> you don't want to necessarily drink your stouts at ice cold temperatures. Yeah. You want them to come up a few degrees. Definitely. To get that. It's like having a chocolate bar, taking mm -hmm. it and putting it in a freezer. Okay. If you take it out of your freezer, a frozen chocolate bar, you're going to get a different flavor experience than if it's at room temperature. Mm -hmm. Same thing for beer. Yeah. I didn't actually know that. The more you know. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, how did you get started as a streamer? Um, so I would say, I guess, four, four years ago, I guess it's 2015, I used to play a lot of World of Warcraft, and I raided religiously. Like, three days a week, I'd be raiding with my guild. And if our guildmates weren't on the team or they weren't in the session that night, I would stream it so they could watch it. It was literally to, like, five or six people. At the most, it would be, like, ten people. And that was like a once a month thing that I was like, oh, my guildmate who can't make it tonight is going to be late, wants to still be a part of the raid in a way. And then I didn't really like it, didn't find it that fun. It was kind of just like a, okay, this is just for my friend to look at and watch once in a while. And then in 2017, in October, I went to TwitchCon with a bunch of my friends that I've met through Twitch. 
and I left and I came home and I was like, wow, I really, really like the idea of streaming. And I watched a lot of streamers, I still do, and I just tried it out with a new mentality about it and it's taken off since then and I haven't looked back really. <laughs> So when you say you were raiding, that means you're playing some end game content that requires a whole team. Yes, so raiding in an MMO, massively multiplayer online game, for those of you that might not know what that means, um, basically you get, like you're in a guild, which is just a bunch of people who are playing as well that are on your team, so to speak. And then it's kind of like, I always compare it to playing sports, where if you're on a football team, for example, like if you're the Rough Riders and you're going to play against Winnipeg, they're you know your biggest rivals they're like the big enemy in the field kind of thing and raiding is like that where you're going to this destination this like instanced part of this world that you're in and fighting bosses or fighting your rival team or something like that and it's part of the story of how the game progresses so it's kind of like these guys are what's ruining the certain world that we're in right now they're causing problems they're evil they're trying to kill us all for some reason so let's go stop them <laughs> that's usually how it goes so and then you collaborate, you work together with a common purpose. Yeah. And as a reward, you get items. Yeah, you get lots of gear. You, well, maybe not lots. Sometimes you get one or two items per per whole whole run, and they can range from like two bosses to fifteen, or some of the biggest ones in the game. And sometimes, like I play a healer primarily, so I'm always the person on the sidelines who is keeping the whole team alive. There's usually four to five healers at most in a raid guild, full team, and then there's a bunch of people just doing damage, trying to kill this thing, and then there's one. Pe two people who are tanking it and taking all of their hits one by one. It's really interesting. It's kind of it's kind of hard to explain now that I think about it actually to those people who might not know what it is. So it's yeah. like uh, having a special team uh, for football with kickers. Yeah. You have your quarterback team, you have your O-line, your D-line. Yeah. Specialized teams. Yeah. Specialized would, roles. Yeah. I kind of almost consider like the DPS would be kind of like the um, which of the damage dealers be like the O-line or the defensive line and then the tanks are like the let's say the quarterback you want to keep them safe and as healthy as possible and in that little bubble of this person cannot be touched not be killed not be taken down or sacked or whatever and then the healers are kind of like the the side like the the, the wide receivers that kind of thing <laughs> that's how i would describe it i think based on like positions and like kind of like what each person has to do as a role they're kind of like the they're there as like the the final Final stretch. I don't know how to explain this very well, but it's my my go-to analogy is usually football because people here understand football. And so, out of those teams, do you think that's where the community comes to support Twitch? Like um, that family atmosphere, or that team definitely. Atmosphere? I think I think it depends on the caster more than anything because that's what my community is all is like. It's just like a giant family of people who are friends who have just kind of come together through whether it's watching me play Dark Souls and die at the same boss 30 times in a row, that was great. Or it's people that are f like from when I played WoW all the time who are coming to watch like, you know, what's gone on since then and make friends in the chat and that kind of thing. So it's definitely like a nice kind of community and family. <laughs> <laughs> and Dark Souls is like basically taking a hammer and smashing yourself in the face with it. Yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> um, it is one of the hardest games I've ever played ever. Um, there's no tutorial. You literally get dropped into this world and you're like, here's a weapon. I'll go kill everything. That's all. <laughs> and you obviously, as you kill stuff and you get more items, you get better gear, you level up so you can be stronger. But bosses, as you get to them, usually, unless you're really good at the game, if you played it before, take a couple of tries just to learn all their 
like all their abilities and their attacks and how they move around. So you can work around that and play around that without, hopefully without dying. But sometimes if you people like me, it takes you five or six or 30 tries to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> so what games are you playing right now? What can um, people expect when they look at you, your stream? Um, right now, I just started playing Kingdom Hearts yesterday, and I'm going to try to finish at least the first two, like one and two in the series. There's hundreds of games in that series. It's, it's insane. But before three comes out on Tuesday, um, but I play like League of Legends pretty regularly. Dead by Daylight is in my usual rotation. And I started Bloodborne, which is part of the Souls, the Dark Souls series, but I had to kind of put it on the back burner for a little bit because... I can't get past this one area and I just need to take a break and come back to it with a fresh head. But kind of, I would say those four are kind of in the main circle rotation right now. But always, always, always like RPG role-playing based story games are kind of my go-to, so. Dead by Daylight is kind of a weird game. You play a serial killer mm -hmm. who's like Freddy Krueger or yep. Jason. Not Jason. Jason's no. not in the game. Because you gotta they murder have everybody own. else. Yeah. So the whole part, there's, um, there's four survivors who are kind of like trying to escape this you're like in an arena basically. And you have to, if you're playing Survivor, you have to try to activate five generators to power up the exit gates to get out of this place. And the whole time there's one killer, like it's, there's like Michael Myers, there's um, the pig lady from Saw, like uh, the cannibal from um, the Chainsaw movie, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> um, there's tons of like horror movie villains and the, and then they go around, they try to kill you the whole time, and they have different abilities, like they can go invisible, some of them, some of them can just sneak up on you and surprise you without any notice. Michael Myers has this thing called stalking, where he has to kind of watch players the whole time to gain what's called the terror radius, where you can kind of hear a heartbeat as in the killer is close to you, or you can see him, or he can see you, but he doesn't have one until he's level two. So he can literally be right beside you and you wouldn't know he's there, because he has no way to tell you that he's there until he kills you. It's really fun. Um, but if you're a killer, you have to hook the survivors three times for them to actually die on these, like, giant meat hooks that you would see, like, it's, <laughs> it's an interesting That's game. Violent and it gory. really is, it really is, but it's so much fun. And I don't really like horror at all. I'm a huge chicken. I couldn't even get through, like, the new It movie. I had to, I was, I was on a date when I saw it with someone who I'm, we're just friends now at this point, and I literally spent half of it with my head in his shoulders like screaming and it wasn't even that scary and I understand that but I'm just a huge chicken so surprised that I even liked this game in the first place but it's a lot of fun <laughs> I think it, it's fun watching people be scared oh yeah but you're not actually the victim of it <laughs> yeah like one of my biggest things like my I have a what's like a, it's a donation alert for people who want to choose to send some kind of like tips to me for streaming of any kind and it's six dollars and sixty six cents and it is extremely loud and it's a jump scare of Dean from Supernatural screaming <laughs> and they do it at like the most quiet like pivotal points of a of a scary game to terrify me and it's horrible <laughs> so you set this up or somebody else set this up for you I set that up for myself and um, <laughs> I'm aware of what I did to myself and that that was probably a really bad idea but it's it's pretty funny and after the initial shock and like jump scare that I get it's I kind of just laugh and I'm like yeah okay I had that coming I'm playing a horror <laughs> game and I'm being quiet and sneaky so <laughs> so you've been streaming on and off since 2015 mm -hmm. you turned into a pro thing in 2017 is it changing are you noticing a sea change or a culture shift towards twitch 
Um, a little bit. It's definitely, um, I think now that like things like YouTube are becoming a lot more accepted in the mainstream medias as like people on here are generally talented and can be in real media, quote unquote, as well. I think Twitch is kind of getting the tail ends of that and following suit. Not as quickly, I think, but it's definitely getting up there because generally it's more about gaming than it is about real life content and that kind of thing. So, Because there is this kind of, well, why would you want to watch someone play video games? Mm -hmm. I'm sure you get the question a lot. Yeah. And I don't really know how to answer it because I really like watching streamers, that kind of thing. And it's just, to me, it's entertaining to watch somebody else experience a game that either I might love. For example, the Uncharted series is my favorite series of games, hands down. Watching people play through those for the first time and see the whole story that I kind of grew up with is really cool. Or watching other professional WoW players, World of Warcraft players, do the high-end raid content and learn the strategies that work or what doesn't work to kill certain bosses or if they're doing player versus player content, watching that at a high level to me is really fascinating just to learn about. But back to the football thing, it's kind of like, why would you go watch somebody play a sport versus just playing it yourself? It's entertaining and it's fun. These people are really good at what they're doing. You might not be as good as they are, so you want to watch them and live vicariously through them sort of thing. That's how I do it, at yeah, least. Yeah, fair enough. And then they get to send you donations that jump scare you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't have to, but it's always an option. And a lot of people are pretty generous and pretty kind, so they do it during the horror games pretty regularly. So <laughs> <laughs> So what's next for you? you got Kingdom Hearts coming up. Mm -hmm. What else? Um, honestly, I don't really know. I kind of play it by ear of like what's coming out that's new and exciting and relevant or what's a game that was out a long time ago that I haven't played yet that might be a thing that I might love. Like Dark Souls 3 came out, I don't even know, like I want to say like five years ago or something like that. And I played it for the first time last year. And it's just the certain things that I kind of thought about playing way back then. I just never did or things that are brand new, like Kingdom Hearts 3 or Resident Evil 2 is coming out or just came out, I think, yesterday or something like that or today, so. Do you have a favorite memory from your time streaming so far, a favorite story you like to tell people? Um, I think one of my favorite stories that I have is the first time that I ever got a really big host from somebody else. What does that mean? So hosting on Twitch is basically somebody goes in, goes to your channel and wants to send their viewers and community over to you to watch your stuff. and. At the time, I was playing Destiny 2 with some of my friends. We were just messing around. I was making a ton of mistakes because I'm not good at shooters at all. And I was punching things that explode and killing my whole fire team. It was a lot of fun. They all hated me for it, but it was a lot of fun. And somebody hosted me. It was my, my first week of like really, quote, like really strongly, seriously streaming hardcore. And she brought over, I think, 300 people. And at the time I only had, I think maybe 20 to 30 viewers that were just my friends. And that was really cool because it kind of opened up a whole new world of what really could be out there as far as like, when you find smaller casters and you're, when you're a big established streamer with tons of viewers and you kind of give back to the community of just starting out or if they're smaller or they're just having like an off day or whatever else, you can really make someone's day turn around a lot. It was really cool and that's kind of one thing that I think about a lot, and it's one of my top memories that I've ever had in the last like year or so of doing this. So, Kind of put her wing around you and said, come on, baby bird, let's go fly. Yeah, basically. And all of her viewers were super sweet. They were so nice. People were subscribing like left and right just to like show some support out. And a lot of them have stuck with me, and they come back every day that I go live. So 
it was really cool. Okay, I, I'm sure you get asked this all the time, mm -hmm. but being a female gamer, mm -hmm. do you run into a brick wall, or is that kind of over now? Is that like a 1990s thing of guys being like, whoa, female gamer, just pretend? I think there is definitely still that, depending on what game you're in. Um, but I don't get that a lot anymore. I used to, but a lot of people look at like girls on Twitch who stream and they're like, oh, you, you're just like, what they, they call it, um, the word is they call you a thought, which is basically like a very derogatory way to call you like a whore or something like that. I don't know if I can say that on the podcast, but, yeah. um, and it's just, it's, a, it's an insult because if you're a girl, obviously you didn't earn what you're doing. You didn't, you used like your boobs or your body to get to this point. You're not, you're not earning it by being just a good caster, a good video game player. That's what they're alleging. Yeah. But a lot of the time they do it, like there's people on the platform who definitely do do that, but they they use what they have to be successful just like anybody else does in any other industry <laughs> and like like if you look at like an actress or an actor they would use their body if they had a good body to get more high profile roles in movies and stuff like that versus on twitch it's the same thing but on a smaller scale full of a lot of unfortunately closed-minded people and it kind of trickles into all of the other female casters who might be wearing bunny hugs up to their necks and you literally can't see anything but their faces, basically. But it's like, oh, you're just a, you're a slut, you're a whore, all this stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm just playing Skyrim. Like, have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? Do you just ignore it? I, I used to try to ignore it, but it would really... I'm, a, I'm pretty sensitive, I find, which is kind of a taboo thing to be in this industry in the first place. But I used to... It got to me a lot when I was first starting out. And then now I kind of just play with it. And I'm like, oh, okay, so... Why do you think this? Why on earth would the fact that I'm wearing like a hoodie or, you know, a t-shirt make you think that I'm this kind of person? And if you just kind of, I play with the trolls a lot. I kind of bounce back and almost kind of troll them back, as people would say. And it makes it a lot more fun. It doesn't really hurt me anymore. And it usually makes them either like turn around and apologize or they just leave. Really? People will apologize? A few times, yeah. On I think, the internet? Yeah, I know, right? It's crazy. But a few times I've like bounced back with a quick, like, quick-witted like, response or something like that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Clearly I'm in the wrong place. Like, my bad. Have a nice day. See you later. <laughs> so you mentioned TwitchCon before. Mm -hmm. What the heck is TwitchCon? Um, it's basically, it's, it's a convention kind of like Comic-Con, but it's all about Twitch and Twitch streamers. And um, you can go and you can meet the high the high profile casters like Ninja or Dr. Lupo, those kind of people. And also you can meet your friends that you've met through Switch and through streaming, that kind of thing. But also a lot of brands go there. So like people like Corsair or Asus or like gaming companies and brands will be there the whole day, the whole weekend. And it's kind of half business, half community related. So if you're a streamer, you go and you try to meet the brands and kind of like be like, hey, here's what I do, here's who I am, here's my card, you know, try to get sponsored, try to get whatever else free product, free games, whatever it might be. Um, I win a lot of games, so you should sponsor me so your stuff is featured while yeah, I win at a lot exactly. of games. Exactly, or like, I have 10,000 viewers regularly, here's my card, you know, I use your guys' headsets, please, you know, let's set up a deal, get you guys a deal, get me a deal, that kind of thing, so. And then when you go to meet your community, it's kind of like you meet up with your viewers and your fans that have gotten, to, gotten you to where you are now. So it's kind of like, 
Nike walking up to a football guy and saying, hey, where are shoes? Yeah. Walking up to a basketball guy, where are shoes? Exactly like that, and yeah. And then everybody goes, my favorite basketball player wears my shoes, wears those shoes. Exactly, shoes. yeah. So um, a good example is someone that I watch, um, her name is Lindsay. She used to be on the CounterLogic gaming stream team, and they were sponsored by a company called Corsair, who does headsets, keyboards, mice, and PC parts. And she had a whole deal from them. She got like a full peripheral set from them. And I didn't really know about Corsair prior to that. And I went out and I bought a headset from them and I have a mouse from them now and I'm getting a keyboard soon. Like I really, really love the brand now, but I didn't know who they were prior to watching her. So it's just like that. <laughs> and now the people who watch you are like, oh, maybe I'll get one. Actually, yeah, I've had a couple of my friends like, oh, so I got your headset and I really, really like it. And I'm like, cool. Too bad they don't sponsor me. <laughs> that would be really cool to kind of give them a little push like that. But that's like me talking about craft beer, trying to get people excited about beer, or maybe going down the street to Caliber Coffee. You gotta drink this really good Caliber Coffee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but for you, computer parts. Exactly, or headsets, or gaming chairs. Even like, there's a ton of different options out there. So gaming chairs seem to be a big thing amongst casters. I've noticed. Mm -hmm. They're really, really comfortable, and they're kind of like they're called racing chairs technically because they would be what you would see in like, a, like a NASCAR or in those racing games in arcades. They're that like sleek kind of like design with the wings on the shoulders, that kind of thing, and they're so comfortable. They're usually pretty pricey, but they do last forever, so they're really nice. And I've had mine. I've, I've got a DX racer, and I've had it for just over a year at this point, and it's still it's like it's like it's brand new still. Are you getting paid to promote these products? No, I'm not. I swear. <laughs> I just really, really like these brands and I use them consistently and I've just found things that I love that work for me and it's just kind of <laughs> the examples that I have are the things that I use, so it's all I got to go off of. But yeah. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Yeah, absolutely. This is a lot of fun. I get to drink beer before noon. It was great. <laughs> Rebels, thanks for tuning in this week. If you want to find the latest news about Rebellion Brewing, be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Untapped. I'll post all the links to Ceremony stuff in the show notes. Thank you for joining the Rebellion.